Better be getting to bed, ain't you, Ma? You got a lot of harness mending to do tomorrow. Oh, drop the harness, Lamb. Tuesday night's my listening night to the radio. Them horses can go around naked for I'll miss Amos and Andy and Bobby Hope and Red Skeleton and... Uh... The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. <laughs> of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Lee Benaderet, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. The music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Coast to coast, there's one job that's getting the play right now, and I mean that easy job of cleaning and polishing a car with Johnson's Car New. If you haven't tried Car New yet, why not do it this week and be one of those car owners who is proud to drive down Main Street or Michigan Boulevard or Fifth Avenue? The truth is, it's so easy to clean and polish your car with Car New that you won't mind doing the job yourself. An hour, maybe a little more, is all you need, and the cost is little. But believe me, the results are something to write a song about. Perhaps you don't know that Carnew does two jobs at once, both cleans and polishes with one application. This wax-fortified polish is a liquid which dries on application to a white powder. When you wipe off this powder, all the dirt and road grime and dullness vanish like magic. Carnew gives a super wax-smooth finish that doesn't offer much of a foothold to dust and dirt, which you can wipe off occasionally with surprising ease. How about trying Johnson's Carnew on your car this week? They say a successful inventor is a man with an idea and a good lawyer. Well, here's a man with an idea. So if there's a lawyer who'd like to spend his time between Washington, Wistful Vista, and frustration, <laughs> let him contact Mr. McGee of Fibber McGee and Molly. Now, well, let me see. If I increase the tension on the spring, it ought to reject much quicker. Yeah. Oh, I had a little squirrel, and his name was Pat. Saw him in the park, and I caught him in my hat. Generous little critter, I'll tell you what he'd do. He'd bring acorns to me and nuts to you. <laughs> oh, I had a little goat. You know, Molly, this is the gadget that's going to pay off the mortgage on the old homestead. Mm-hmm. Yes, the minute the General Motors crowd gets a gander at this thing, we're going to spend the rest of our lives on the French Riviera. You mean we're going to be run out of town? I mean we're going to be rich millionaires, baby. I can just see young Henry Ford come up to me, put his hand on my shoulder and say, did you see my screwdriver anyplace? And what would you be doing with Henry Ford's screwdriver? I didn't mean his. I meant mine. Did you see it anyplace? It's sticking out of your right rear pocket, sweetheart. Huh? Just make like Billy the Kid, go for your shooting iron and you'll have it. Oh. Oh, yeah, thanks. Now, let me see... If I suspend... McGee? Huh? I don't like to be nosy, but uh, considering that I'm vice president in charge of putting the house back together when you get through working, uh, may I ask uh, just what you think you're doing? 
My gosh, kid, you mean I haven't told you? In words of one syllable, no. Oh, so sorry. It's a new kind of automobile ignition switch. Greatest thing I ever invented. We're going to be so high in the income tax brackets, we'll have to move to a smaller place. Can't afford this anymore. <laughs> I see. You know why most automobiles get stolen? Yes, by people leaving their car keys in the ignition. Exactly. With the McGee Perfecto Rejecto Ignition Lock, you can't leave keys in your car. Uh-huh. Turn off the ignition and the key jumps gently out of the lock into your hand. <laughs> well, I don't... Why, McGee, that's wonderful. Why, sure. How does it work? Look, now, I haven't got quite the right spring for it yet, but I can give you a rough idea. Now, watch. I turn the key to the right like this. Yeah. Now, the ignition is on, see? Yes, Mr. Kettering. Old Ket never had an idea as good as this one. Now, watch. I turn the ignition key off to the left like this. Heavenly days, that whizzed right past my ear. Hmm. Too strong a spring. Certainly is. If you can figure a way to aim that thing, it'd make a marvelous duck gun. If I could only get the right size spring for it, it'd be perfect. I took that one out of my electric razor because... Come in. Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble. Hello, Molly. And a very good day to you, Lard Bucket. (laughs) Hi, Lancelot. Stolen any tonsils today? Or have your patients learned to keep their mouths shut when you show up? All of them but you, double drip. (laughs) So what are you doing with the ignition switch? Practicing lock picking? He's working on an invention, Doctor. Whose? Mine! A likely story. Now, just a darn minute, Aerosmith. Tell the doctor all about it, McGee. In simple terms, so all three of us will understand it. Okay. Maybe I better give you a little background first, Doc. No, on second thought, you don't need any more background. (laughs) You got so much now, you have to send a friend back for your handkerchief. Well, look who's talking. (laughs) If all your bulges were muscles, minstrel boy, you'd be the strongest end man in history. (laughs) Now, what is this world-shaking device which you have probably plagiarized from popular mechanics? (laughs) Well, it's an ignition lock for automobiles, Doctor. When you turn off the ignition, it throws the key at you. So, instead of losing your car, you just lose an eye. (laughs) Well, what do you think, Doctor? Now, let me get this straight, genius. You turn the key in the ignition. Show him. Yeah, look, Doc, I haven't got the right spring for it yet, but this will give you the idea. Now, the ignition is turned on, see? Uh Uh-huh. Now I turn it off, and the key will jump out of the lock. Watch. (laughs) What are you trying to do, you little cutthroat? You hit me right in the nose with that key. Oh, I'm sorry, Doctor. Hmm. Spring is still a little too strong. (laughs) Well, what do you think, Fatso? Well, much as I hate to admit it, fiddlefoot, I think you may have something there. Yeah, it might keep these youngsters from stealing cars. Though sometimes I think it'd help if papas and mamas would teach their offspring that car stealing is larceny. And larceny is frowned upon socially. <laughs> or am I just being an old fuddy-duddy? Oh, no, you're quite right, Doctor. Have you got to go now? Yes, I'm due in my office in ten minutes. I have to treat a ten-year-old child. For what, Doc? Thirst. I have to treat her to a chocolate soda. <laughs> She's my niece. Goodbye now. Good night, Doctor. Good night, Doctor. Oh, no, no, not that. Turn off the whole closet. Billy Mills and the orchestra, and we'll gather lilacs. <laughs> 
old chameleon and his name was Lou. Could change to any color that he wanted to. When I think how he died, my eyes get full of tears. Tried to match a fancy Easter egg and stripped all his gears. <laughs> oh, I had a little goat. How's it coming, Pat? Oh, I almost got it. Boy, I hope that Detroit crowd don't get wind of this before I got a chance to patent it. Them guys would... Now, if that's General Motors, shall I ask him in? Sure. Might as well start dickering now as later. Come in. Oh, Mrs. Carstairs, do come in, Millicent. Thank you, my dear. Good day, Mr. McGee. Hi, Carstairs. I hope you don't mind if I go on working while you two girls chitter the chatter. Oh, not at all, Mr. McGee. I never interfere between a man and his hobbies. Oh, and himself here has certainly got him, Millicent. <laughs> Loves to tinker around. Yeah. And such an ambitious tinker. <laughs> what was that again, Tootsie? <laughs> I said you were a tinker. An ambitious one. Oh. <laughs> would it be, uh... Would it be too, too inquisitive of me, Mr. McGee, to ask what you're working on? Of course not, Millicent. It's an automobile ignition lock. One that you can't leave your key in. Which means that you're not inviting youngsters who uh, steal it, you see. Going to cut down juvenile delinquency by quite a lot, Karsty. Goodness. And after all you've already done to cut down juvenile delinquency, Mr. McGee. What did he do, Millicent? He grew up. Well, gee. Thanks, Millie. Look, let me show you how this thing works. I turn on the ignition, see? Now, when I turn it off, the key will jump right out of the lock. Watch. Good shot, McGee. Right through the window. Oh. Do you plan on selling a bulletproof vest with each lock, Miss McGee? Oh, this is just a working model, Karsty. Spring is too strong. Hey, do you think your old man would be interested in throwing some dough behind this thing, Karsty? Well, I really couldn't say, Mr. McGee. But I'm sure your ignition lock will interest him. Fine. He forgot and left his keys in his car last night, and they were there all night. Heavenly days, Millicent. Was his car stolen? No. Fortunately, he forgot and stayed in the car all night himself. <laughs> well, good day, my dear. And Mr. McGee. Good day. <laughs> Trouble with women is they got no head for business. Now, let me see. I wonder if this spring will do the trick. Where'd you get that one? Out of the vacuum cleaner. Out of my just-before-the-war new vacuum cleaner? McGee, that machine cost us $85. Yeah, and I think we got gypped, too. I took one little steel spring out of it, and it fell apart like taking the toothpick out of a club sandwich. Shoddy workmanship. Oh, dear, my good vacuum cleaner. Oh, forget it. I'm going to clean up so much dough on this invention, you can hire a thousand midgets to clean the carpet with whisk brooms. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, I had a little goat, and his name was Nellie. Oh, McGee. Huh? When you can spare a minute, uh, see if you can do something about the mix master. Huh? I can't make it work, and I want to bake a cake. Well, it'll work okay when I put the spring back into it. I was trying it out on this ignition lock. What? Oh, McGee, you'll have everything in the house torn to pieces. If you're referring to the alarm clock and the washing machine, I'll have them put back together again before you can say you and who else. <laughs> now, let me see. Nope, still too strong. Hey, what have we got around here with a weak spring into it? My knees. <laughs> now that you've started dismantling all of our utilities, Whoa. my goodness, I don't... Hello, Molly. Hiya, pal. You going bowling tonight? Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Can't bowl tonight, Mr. Wilcox. I want to stay home and work on my ignition lock. What's the matter with it? Nothing except that it thinks it's pitching for Brooklyn, Mr. Wilcox. Don't stand in front of it unless you want your throat fitted with a keyhole. <laughs> 
Oh, it ain't that bad, kiddo. I admit it rejects the key rather lively at the moment, but when I get the right strength spring, I'll... Hey, what are you talking about? Well, himself here is inventing a new ignition lock for automobiles, Mr. Wilcox. Going to cut down car stealing, Junior, on account of it'll make people take their car keys out of the ignition. Well, how will it do that? We'd like to crawl under the Davenport and then show him. <laughs> Look, son, here's the idea. When I turn the key to the left, see, it shuts off the ignition and the spring forces the key out of the lock. Now watch. Must be stuck. Oh, oh. Heavenly Ooh. days. Now, you hurt me, Guy. Where'd the key go? It's sticking out of his ear. <laughs> no, the other one. That's oh. it. Oh. Hey, pal, that's a wonderful idea. Nobody will ever have their cars stolen now. You really think so, Mr. Wilcox? Why, sure. Everybody will be so afraid to turn their ignition off, they'll run out of gas, and nobody can steal the car. <laughs> okay, okay. Scoff if you want to. Deride. But bye, George. Oh, hey, thanks for the reminder, pal. Reminder of what, Mr. Wilcox? Well, when he said bye, George, I just remembered I have to go by George Wells' house and give his wife a glow coat demonstration. Yeah, but about this ignition lock, Junior, I figured that... Incredible as it may seem, Mrs. Wells is still using the old-fashioned scrub methods on her kitchen linoleum. If I can get the proper spring, you can readily see... It's hard to imagine any housewife in this day and age not knowing about Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Because a high percentage of car thefts are caused by leaving keys in the ignition. It's a sure thing. With all this advertising we've done and everything about how glow coat shines as it dries, protects and preserves new linoleum, and brings old and faded linoleum back to life again, why, gee whiz... Just an invitation for youngsters to go steal cars. And when that happens... Pour a little out, spread it around, let it dry for 20 minutes or less, and there it is. A gleaming, protective coating that sneers at dust and dirt and dampness. Fill things, wipe right up, and... Get the right strength of the spring, and that's all there is to it. What do you think, Waxy? About what, pal? About what? About what I've been... Just skip it, the both of you. Neither one of you has heard a word the other one has said. Have a slug of tea, Mr. Wilcox? (laughs) No, no, thanks, Molly. I've got to be going. And incidentally, how long have we been acquainted? Start in the 12th year next week, Waxy. Why, Mr. Wilcox? Well, I just wonder. Don't you think you know me well enough now, Molly, to call me Harlow? Oh, <laughs> well, my goodness. It, well, it seems sort of, uh, well, uh, if you really want me to, uh, Harlow. That's it. Great. Well, good luck with that thing, pal. Thanks, Junior. Good night, Mr. Wilcox. Hey, Waxy must be slipping. He didn't say anything about Gloco. Yes, he did, dearie. <laughs> but you were too busy with your own sales pitch to hear him. Uh, by the way, where are you getting all the car keys that you've been shooting around? I stopped at a locksmith downtown and got a handful of them. But it's the spring that worries me. Got to be just the right tension onto the spring. Now, what could I take a spring out of that would... Well, I can think of six things you can put the springs back into. Huh? The vacuum cleaner, the mix master, the alarm clock, the washing machine, the toaster, and the phonograph. And none of them worked. I got to get another spring. Get your hat and coat, Molly. Let's go down to that new fix-it shop on the corner of 14th and Oak and see if I can't get a... Come in. Hello, kids. Oh, hello there, old-timer. Have a chair. Can't stay but a minute, daughter. Hey, what are you doing there, Johnny? Working on an invention of mine, old-timer. Hey! He says he's... Working on an invention, eh? Yep. What kind of an invention? Well, it's a... Hey! He's starting to say it's Oh, a... new kind of ignition lock, eh? Good for you, Johnny. Yes, you see, he expects... Hey! He said I expect... To... Well, I should think it would, Johnny. Oh. Ought to be a terrific demand for him. Ought to sell like hotcakes. Ought to be standard equipment. Ought to be a law that every motorist has to have one. Ought to be a... Hey, what are they good for, anyway? They stop people from leaving the keys in their car. I call it the McGee Protecto Rejecto Ignition Lock. And it's going to make me so much dough, I'll be sending telegrams without even counting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was pretty good, Johnny. (laughs) 
right the way I heard it. Bob, dear. The way I heard it, one feller says, the other feller says, he says, I hear where Russia's making it kind of tough for them foreign correspondents. Yeah. Yep, says the other feller, looks like they're cutting off their news to spite their fuss. <laughs> well, see you later, kid. <laughs> There's a tavern in the town. There is a tavern in the town, in the town. And there my true love sits him down, sits him down where he can drink his wine, his laughter free, and never, never thinks of me. He left me for a damsel dark, damsel dark. On Tuesday night they always spark, always spark. And now my love, who once was true to me, takes that dark damsel on his knee. Fairly well, for I must leave thee. Do not let the parting grieve thee. Just remember that the best of friends must part, must part. Adieu, adieu, my friend. Adieu, 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 adieu. I can no longer stay with you. Stay with you. I'll hang my harp on a weeping willow tree. And may, may the world go well with thee. She turned away and said no more. Said no more. But entered through the tavern door. Tavern door and from within there came loud voices, angry shouts. Hey. And then a pistol shot rang out. I saw her through the open door. Open door. She held a smoking 44. 44 and at her feet her lover fell down dead. And here's the very word she said. Quote, fare thee well, for you must leave me nevermore. Will you deceive me? If you can't be true to me, then we must part, must part. Adieu, 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 my love, adieu, yes, adieu. I can no longer stay with you, stay with you. I'll hang my heart on a weeping willow. Tarine. Okay. Uh, where did you say you could uh, find one? In that new fix-it shop around the corner. They seem to have everything. Hey, and you know who's running that? No. Horatio K. Boomer. Remember him? Oh, sure. Mr. Boomer, huh? Yeah, I took that frying pan of yours in there to be mended. And you know what he says? What did he say? He says, I can fix it all right, but you ought to be ashamed of yourself for letting this banjo get in such bad shape. <laughs> well, he was right. All I could ever play on it was home on the range. <laughs> but maybe... Oh, here comes Mayor Latrivia. Yoo-hoo! Hello there, Mr. Mayor. Good afternoon, Mrs. McGee. Hello, McGee. Hi, Politico. What are you doing out in the hot sun when everything is so shady in the city hall? There is nothing shady in my city hall, McGee, and you know it. Of course he knows it, Your Honor. He says himself we have the finest city officials that money can't buy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding, Latrib, just kidding. You out for a walk? Uh, no, I just came from addressing a meeting of the National Boys Clubs, McGee. Oh. It's their 40th anniversary this week, and if there were more of them, juvenile delinquency wouldn't be so much of a problem. You ain't going to have much of a problem with it from now on anyway, bud. McGee's got an invention that's going to cut down car stealing, Mr. Mayor. You betcha. The McGee Perfecto Rejecto Ignition Lock. Oh, I said it. <laughs> you turn off the ignition and the key jumps out of the lock into your hands. Splendid idea, McGee. Splendid. Tell me all about it. Well, in the first Sometime. place... Sometime. 
I've got to get over to the university club right now. I have ten tickets on a raffle they're holding. Isn't that nice? Oh. Yes, I think every man ought to have a rifle. A raffle, Mrs. McGee. Yeah, what caliber is it? It isn't any caliber. They are raffling off a wristwatch. Have your choice, do you, Mr. Mayor? Take my advice and skip the wristwatch, Latrev. A rifle will give you a lot more pleasure. <laughs> now, just a minute. Uh-huh. I evidently did not make myself understood. Uh-huh. My club is holding a raffle for a wristwatch. Is that clear? Certainly, though a wristwatch for a rifle would be much better exchange. Yeah. I'd like to see it when you get it, Latrev, if you win, of course. Be glad to show it to you, McGee. I'll be wearing it. Wearing <laughs> it? Strapped over your shoulder, you mean? Certainly not. On my wrist. Oh, now that's pretty silly for a grown man. I can understand wearing a pistol on your hip, but a rifle on your wrist would... Please! I am not watching a riffle. I mean... Wearing a watchful. A rifle. I merely said that my club is rifling a watchful. A matchful. A ritual. Uh, Mr. Mayor. Yes. Don't you think you have a pretty excitable temperament to be walking around town with a rifle? <laughs> My goodness, you know, if you ever got into an argument with somebody... I always says that a guy that carries a gun is begging for trouble, Latriv. Leave the rifle at home. Stop talking about goons, you little gun! Uh, guns, little... Look, I nearly have to mention a ruffle for a rich witch. A ruffle for a watch gun. A, a shot wrist. And you... I mean, I never said a word about carrying a Google or rifling a washer. You said, I only... You... I... McGee? Yes? I think you're right. I think I'll get a rifle. Ah, uh, good for you, Mr. Mayor. Swell. Let me see it, will you? I always get a bang out of a new gun. You will out of this one if I hang for it. Good day. You know, I'm surprised he's such a successful politician. The way he goes around picking arguments with people. Hey, what time is it? About half past. Oh, Why? my gosh. I got to get to that fix-it shop before they close. Come on. Oh, here we are, right here. Oh, yes, come right in. Uh, it'll take about six weeks, but don't worry, I can fix it. Why six weeks, Boomer? Purely psychological, son. Anybody that can wait six weeks can wait a year, and don't think they won't. Heavenly days. Look at the old printing press. Oh, yeah. Looks like you've been printing dollar bills on that machine, Mr. Boomer. <laughs> Just stage money, madam. Just stage money. Looks pretty legitimate to me, bud. Mighty glad to hear you say that, my boy. As soon as it dries, I'm going across town and buy a little theater. Yes, indeed. <laughs> now then, uh, what was it you said you wanted? I'm working on a new invention, Boomer. I need a spring. Spring, eh? Ah, yes. We have a plentiful supply, my boy. Fine. Let me see now. Where did I put those springs? Saw them right here a few minutes ago. How was that Thursday? Well, the spring he needs is one about this long. Ah, uh, don't tell me, madam. Takes all the fun out of it. <clears throat> now, let me see, uh, Here's an interesting little item, friends. Antique cuckoo clock. Man wants the cuckoo taken out and a duck put in instead. That's pretty silly. Who wants a clock that quacks at him? Well, this is for a doctor's office. Yes, indeed. 
Now then, uh, what was it you wanted, folks? A small spring about this long. And about this wide. Not too strong and not too weak. Well, uh, how about this one right here? Oh, that's it, bud. That's perfect. Just what I wanted. Can I get a few more? Many as you want, friend. Oh. How many have you got? Millions of them. Got a carload. Picked them up at a bankruptcy sale just last week. Oh, this is wonderful. Who'd you get them from in case I need more? Uh, don't know his name. Sort of an inventor. Oh, yeah. Went broke trying to promote an ignition switch that would push the car key out when you shut off the motor. <laughs> uh, pardon me, madam. I think your father is ill. <laughs> You know, I sometimes feel a little unnecessary because it's a fact that Johnson's Wax is its own best salesman. Once you've seen what a lovely mellow radiance it gives, you won't be satisfied till you've used Johnson's Wax all through your home. Besides your floors, you'll want to wax polish your tabletops, for instance. Johnson's Wax brings out the natural grain so beautifully and gives the surface such a lovely smooth luster. You'll want to wax polish your furniture because the wax makes it glow and sparkle so handsomely. You'll find that your leather articles and picture frames and a hundred extra things when Johnson waxed have an infinitely richer appearance. They are protected, too, by the same tough film of wax that preserves their beauty. And, of course, satin-smooth waxed surfaces are just about the easiest things in the world to keep clean and shining. So you have more time off to enjoy your lovelier home. Try Johnson's wax yourself. Paste, liquid, or cream. Got my vacuum cleaner back together yet? I'll have it finished in a jiffy, kid. There, there we are. Plug it in and I'll try it. All right. Okay, turn it on. Heavenly uh, days, what was that? Ah, uh, my mistake, I guess. I put the spring out of the phonograph into the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Speaking for the makers of Johnson Black Products for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is NBC's National Broadcast.